Don't think of him as your pastor. Think of him as your boss. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I want you to relax. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Welcome to On This Hill, a podcast of Church on the Hill. We're uh, one church in two locations, Salem and Kaiser, and uh, I don't have Pastor Bruce with me today. I've got instead Pastor Daniel Da Silva, right? Yeah, you say the right, Daniel Da Silva. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm I glad to it be wrong, here. Though. You probably put the D E instead of D A, but it's okay. I do. Most of people does it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, uh, it's really inconvenient to me mm-hmm. that you and your wife's name are so much alike. Yeah. Because how many times have I tried to call you and I end up calling your wife? Probably most of the time. Most of the time. And texting, yeah. Every time I try to call Daniele, mm. I, I, I'll sell because I usually just tell Siri, yeah. like, call Daniel Da Silva. And it's like, calling Daniele Da Silva. Like, that's mm-hmm. not what I said. Yeah. So what do you, what, what have you done at Church on the Hill? And how long have you been here? So we, we've been with YWAM for 20 years, mm-hmm. but then we moved here to Salem about nine years ago to join the YWAM Salem, mm-hmm. and then we visit the church on the hill on one Sunday. I remember we got in Thursday at Salem, and someone that picked us up at the airport say, hey, Sunday, do you want to visit the church with us? And, and because I think it's closer church, and a mm-hmm. lot of people from YWAM was here. So they brought us to the church on the hill, and we like it. In that time, wasn't two pastors speaking, mm-hmm. but was one of you... Jason or Bruce will come up, introduce the message yeah. halfway, and we'll sit down. Yeah. And I remember like, oh, man, the other guy probably came to correct yeah. what the first <laughs> guy did it wrong. So we like it. We visit other churches, but then I think because of the background of most of the people in leadership was with YWAM. But I, I even today I was talking to my wife. The, the reason why we say that's our church is where Bruce entered in one of the welcome. He say, "If we're a mess, you're welcome to this messy church." Mm-hmm. And then we say, "Yeah, we are one of those. Can we perfect. join them?" <laughs> yeah, we found the perfect church. Yeah, and and then we we served different areas every time church has a class. Me and my wife we yeah. will serve as a table leader or as a helping in the kitchen. Or, mm-hmm. but then probably like five four years after that. There was an opening for a youth pastor, mm-hmm. and I volunteered to help when, in the process, mm-hmm. you guys were finding a pastor. You've never been a youth pastor before. i never been a youth pastor yeah. before, and I probably thought about would never do it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember volunteers saying, hey, Bruce, I heard you guys don't have a youth pastor. My daughter was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And I say, in the meantime, if you need help, I can help. A week later, Bruce said, hey... Instead of us interviewing a lot of people, why don't you step in? Yeah. And then I remember coming to you the next day. I say, hey, I think Bruce is a little bit like off. He invited me to <laughs> be the youth pastor. And then you say, yeah, then that was the plan we were going to make on official. But, mm-hmm. And I love that organic conversations. And yeah. we, we prayed about me and Daniani. And, mm-hmm. and we thought it was, a, it was a good time to transition out of... of YWAM, and then we joined the church. So you youth pastored for how long? Four years. And then now, and though... And then last summer, we moved yeah. out from youth ministry to Satan Campus Pastor. Right. Yeah. It's been a joy. 
Has it? Yeah, it's been a great ride, yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, uh, we kind of asked you to come join us for the podcast uh, for two reasons. One is uh, Bruce is playing in the Redwoods right now. Him and Linda are on a nice little vacation. I hope they're having a great time. Uh, but also, this month is going to be a little bit different, and um, you are a leader. You're a big part of uh, family ministries at Church on the Hill. And I uh, just kind of want to talk about why do we do July the way we do, or what what is family month? Why are we doing family month? Um, and what is maybe family ministry? Maybe we should start there. What's family ministries? Yeah, so I think it was about just before... The pandemic, or no, it was right first year of the pandemic. We were talking about uh, we had a meeting with kids' ministry, the leaders of kids' ministry, the kid nation, right. and middle school and high school. We were, we were talking together, mm-hmm. and because we realized we we had the moment where we have a hands ministering the kid for all the way to fifth grade and then yeah. middle school and then high school. So if you think about most of 12 years of someone's life, mm-hmm. it, the three of us, we will be in some. And then, but then in the meantime, when we do an event, we say Tuesday night, parents of kids come, then Wednesday night, and say, why don't we do combine? And then we do moments. And then we call the family minutes where we all come together. So yeah. that's that was the idea. So... What we would do things in ministry, like youth ministry and then kid ministry, but we also will do things together. And then when we do it together, we call the family ministry. Yeah. So, so we're trying to kind of hold people's hands from when they have a kid all the way through the stages of their life. In, yes. In into adulthood. Yeah. And 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 also hold, holding hands. Yeah. So I know you 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 have ministry. This my kid all the way to fifth grade, and now I know from where I take it and then move on, yeah. and then we, we, we it's a process of doing it together. So, yeah. And then we also decide on that time would be amazing to get a month in the year that we could do mm-hmm. this, the series on Sunday and the whole service where the whole family can sit together right. and, and worship together. Because... Um, if we see the babe dedication, mm-hmm. we ask the parents a question: Do you uh, committed to raise the kid in the way of God? And then we look to the congregation and say: Do you want to model to this kid right. how to love God? But then there's a moment we can do this all together. Mm-hmm. Parents will bring the kids to the service, and then we were gonna worship God together. We're gonna do the message. I know it's it's we shortened the service because of the span. You know, we do, the one thing I love is we give kids a uh, praise pack. In the praise pack, there's there's activity. Yeah. And then as I'm speaking on Sunday, my my time is looking to the kids right in the front. And if he's still going on the praise pack, mm-hmm. we still have time to yeah. pray. When he's done, it was like, yeah. guys, it's, it's when thinking. all the activities are over, the yeah. sermon needs to be over. But it's an it's an amazing time because we 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 shorten the service mm-hmm. a little bit. And then, but then, actually, we don't shorten in the sense of the community because we, after the the service end, yeah. uh, we go outside in their streets. We have ice cream. We we all have a hot dog, and then it's beautiful to see the kids are still there, parents talking, or grandparents is serving his grandkid, 
and it, it, it is community. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's a time of the month where we, we, we build, we still yeah. build community. Not we don't do the rest of the year, mm-hmm. but it's intentionally. And we also, in a way, to celebrate and thanking mm-hmm. our volunteers, especially on the kids' ministry, that we say in the month of July, we would do this service together so that you can join with your family yeah. because you've been serving so faithful. And also you can plan your vacation not knowing that you're not going to bail on the ministry right. not coming on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I was thinking about family ministry a lot this month because... Um, Sorry, this is maybe a little bit depressing, but last week I, I had to go back to my hometown and um, do a memorial service for an old friend. Uh, and it, it was the basically the church I grew up in. It was these, these you know, three families that kind of were everything. It was a very small church, very small town. Um, and so I got to see those guys again, which is really, it was awesome to see everybody. But I realized the uh, the moms and the dads of those families, including my mom who who brought me to church, and then um, the the other two families that kind of brought their their kids to church, they're all like I'm like I did a funeral for one of those kids. I mean I'm not a kid anymore, but the kid of those. And I was just thinking about that, like oh yeah, all the VBSs that you know back then we had Sunday school. You come into Sunday school. Is all the the work that was put in? Because when you're a small church, everyone has to do everything. There's no like, hey, it's not whether or not you feel called to do this. It's your turn to do Sunday school for the kids. Like you're going to do Sunday school for the kids, and like those those women, those men, like they were everything to me. Like I, uh, especially one of the one of the the dads. Um, I love my dad. My dad was an amazing man. He loved me dearly. Uh, he he was always saying how proud he was of me, but he wasn't a Christian and all the way through my life until the very end of his life. Um, and so, for an example of a godly man outside of the pastor of the church, there's basically this one other guy in the church that you know. I, his funeral was a while ago; he's passed away now. But now I'm I'm you know, connected to those kids who were up in our 50s and some of them 60s and stuff. But just seeing like, oh, someone held our hand through through all those years yeah. and and there's still faith. I mean, some people have maybe wandered, and but for the most part, there's a community of faith because someone loved the kids, which is yeah. remarkable. Yeah, I, I grew up in a Christian home with a Sunday school where you go Sunday morning, Everybody mm-hmm. goes into the church, sing one or two songs, mm-hmm. and then yeah. everybody's divided into a class. There is the booklet you you go through the year, and then we have to memorize a verse com- with the lesson, mm-hmm. and then we come back to to the service, and every class will present. Yeah, and and I and I still remember the stories. The Bi- all the actually most of the Bible stories I remember today with details. It was from that time of my life. Yeah. And I remember the pastor, Pastor John. His his name is not John English, but it's João. Mm-hmm. That is the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I remember like he was just this man who cares for us on Sunday, and he would care for us during the week. Would yeah. take us fishing. Would mm-hmm. take us to the to. We did picnic. We mm-hmm. did things where it's just to invest into the yep. life. So there was a pastor when I was a kid. Um, Les McLeod was his name. 
he wasn't really there for a real long time, but he was there at an important, very important time of my life when I was just kind of coming into an age where suddenly I had to own my faith. It wasn't whether or not my mom took me to church. It was whether or not I accepted Jesus, whether he was the Lord of my life or not. And, uh, and, and he just kind of invited me into his family, and I'd hang out at his house. He lived in a little double-wide mobile home outside of Stanfield, this even smaller town outside of the town I grew up in. Uh, but that, that home meant so much to me. And I'll never forget this because he kind of felt like there was more of a call in my life than I even thought there was. And I remember he had introduced me to Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, right? So the big, you know, the big giant book you used to see on pastor shelves before these things existed. And he showed me like, oh, here's how to look up every word in the Bible. Like you can use this thing and it'll unlock the Bible. It'll show you what is behind the English words and what they mean and where they come from, how many times it was used in scripture. And I remember sitting with him and he was showing me this and how he put together a sermon and what it looked like and the prayer time that went into it and the tears that went into it. And man, that just, that little bit of attention formed a huge part of my life, like I wouldn't have dreamed I could be a pastor or that I should be a pastor, except that someone walked me through that. And you know, I, I, I just thinking about this, that we always think about, um, so I, to invest in someone's life, I have mm-hmm. to be a pastor, right. or I have to be calling to ministry so that, but, I, but it's not. It's, it's just being available to be there for the person. Right. My, my, just... I have my, there's one person, it was a, my kind of like a middle school age. Mm-hmm. In Brazil, we don't go to school years in, in ministry, in church. Mm-hmm. We go for age. So okay. you're a young adult mm-hmm. after 18, so we don't we call. But I remember in my teen years, mm-hmm. preaching, it was the preaching season. Yeah. There, I have this woman that invests in me. I don't remember seeing her preaching. Mm-hmm. She didn't make any announcement. She was one of the youth leaders, yeah. but she didn't even make an announcement. But she she did everything yeah. to keep me plugged into the church. Right. She will she will, and her husband will pick me up at home. Mm-hmm. I will make an excuse I can't go to the camp because I don't have money. She will find someone to pay. Yeah. She I don't have a way to go. Her husband work on the other side of town. She will say, "Oh, he's come be coming from work, mm-hmm. and he pick you up." Yeah. And it was like it, it's still today is mm-hmm. one of the. I every time I go yeah. to Brazil, I make sure I see her and yeah. her husband. I I have this theory. Uh, it's just a theory, but. Well, the first part I believe to be true, and that is no one's more important in your life than your parents. Mm-hmm. Your parents have the most time, the most energy, the most everything. The biggest influence on your life comes from your parents. But as a kid, you almost feel like, well, they have to say that. They're my mom and dad, or they have to love me, or they have to. But the secondary circle mm-hmm. of Sunday school teachers, Kid Nation, volunteers, hospital, the, the people around you that love you, even though they don't have to love you, you're not their kid, but they just do. That is, I don't know if it's just the icing on the cake or what, but it is. It makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in people's life, and it and and it happens at this s- formative time. Like we'll we'll talk about like wet cement. Kids are like wet mm-hmm. cement, 
you have a certain amount of time before they harden into yeah. who they're going to be as an adult. And I don't want to sound hopeless that after you're an adult, you're as hard as cement. But there's this reality that as, as kids are little, now's the time. Now's the time. Work with them now. They're, they're soft. They're pliable. Like something can happen here that it's much harder to do later in life. I, I found this quote, quote Frederick Douglass. He was um, an abolitionist in the 1800s. He's a, an escaped slave who then worked to free um, more slaves. But he said this, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just so true. And the Bible never calls us. It never says, children, become like adults to become people of faith. Mm-hmm. Just the opposite says, adults, become like children. Yeah. If you want to come to the kingdom of God, it doesn't say, children, grow up. Mm-hmm. It says, adults, you need to become like children, which I, I think it's not saying, don't, it's not saying be childish, mm-hmm. not behave like children. But saying become like soft again, become tender hearted again. Probably accept, yeah, like a child accept. Yeah, what are you investing in their life? Yeah, believe. You know, yeah, accept. Yeah, because if you if you tell the kid, you know, we have been my kids grew up in ministry, so they see, and we were, um, we were in Brazil, and then we were in Africa for five years. We were. Mm In, in New Zealand, we went to the Philippines. We were like nomads, yeah. like go everywhere. But in all those moments, they also uh, live around people mm-hmm. who was living by faith. Yeah. And also they saw us living by faith and saw us seeing God doing miracles. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it, it creates a, like a natural idea of, yeah, God mm-hmm. will provide. God... Yeah. And, and but at the same time, you can miss it by not um, teaching them and say, you know, that provision that just came here, it was God's faithfulness. Right. You know, it's it's a and in, and then that's that's whether because of the kid will have a heart, you know, it's it's the same process of le- learning a language. Mm-hmm. When we went to learn English, I went to a English class every day. Yeah, it, it's like not know one word in English, and then my daughter will go to a preschool mm-hmm. where they're gonna play the whole day. Mm-hmm. Six months later, if we did an English test, she will get a B in English, yeah. and I will go F. Yeah, and then it was like why? Because the children's heart, mm-hmm. it 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 is more teachable mm-hmm. and more easy to to. To learn is just repeat. Yeah. Just like this is a chair. Okay, chair. She will say chair. I want to know what is in my language. I and I make so complicated. The same thing as an adult. If you come, that's the truth of God. Mm-hmm. And then we have so many bags and mm-hmm. to unfold what is the truth. Bye bye. I heard this when I was twenty five or when I was a thirty years old. So we have this whole. Yeah unpack to do yeah. when the kid is just like, okay, thanks. That's the truth it's I'm so walking true. with. Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope one day to be known as a children's church with a great adult program mm. <laughs> instead of, you know, a church with a good kids program because the reality is kids are where it's at mm-hmm. and they, they really, really are. Yeah. Uh, on, on the subject of family, I'm wearing, wearing my Go Love Serve Koth Missions in 23 shirt. 
So you and I are going to be going to uh, to Mexico in how many days? days? In 10 days. Yeah. What time are we leaving in the morning? So we meet here at church at 3 in the morning. Yeah. So, 3 a.m. Yeah. You're killing me. Yeah, just scared of losing the flight, so we're going to get no, okay. early. You, you were the one who set the tickets. There's no... 3 a.m. Yeah, it, it's the problem is we'll, we're going to drive to Portland. Ignore this. And then... Uh, this is just me being... I'm just teaching being, being a people child. to be on time. That's good. That's good. We need a South American to Let's teach us yeah. to be on time. Of course. Um, we no, are always on time. But, but Our the, time. The reason why I bring it up is because we have about how many We're teenagers going with us? 50 people. Yeah. And we have 21 age of like high school. We have about eight young adults. Yeah. And about a few more mature people. Mature. That are coming with yeah. us. Yeah. Me. Over 40. Yeah. The more mature <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, it I is, think you'll find I'm amazing, not the most mature person on the team. <laughs> it is an amazing opportunity to mm. this intergenerational group yeah. coming together and mm. serving God. And, and, it, and the goal, it's not to make them work together. The goal is we are going to serve God, and that's mm. what it makes the yeah. work. Yeah. It is not like if you take 50 people from... We the youngest we have, it's a ten years old, no, a nine years old that goes in with the parents, mm-hmm. and the oldest, if I'm not wrong, is sixty something. Yeah. If we so. put all those people in one house and say you live here for a week, mm-hmm. I don't think it works. Yeah. But if we say we're going to leave at three in the morning, and we're going to fly to to San Diego, yeah. we get in the bus, drive down. And we're going to serve God, mm-hmm. it works. It does. I it's don't amazing. know the math of that, but yeah. it works. Now, I, I, I think I, I, I want to point out something about it. We'll get close to wrapping up here in just, just a minute. But um, because we talk about wanting to be, um, like you said, uh, intergenerational, cross-generational. We want to work together as generations. But I know in church ministry, we often divide into groups, right? There's men's ministry, and then there's women's ministry, and then there's children's ministry, and, and, and young adult ministry. Um, and I think that's fair and worth doing. I, I'm not against that at all, uh, because there's a, there's a, when you're a young adult, that's a special time in your life, and you really want to hear from, you know, and, and speak to just those issues. But there's something really valuable that happens when they all come together, and I don't think we get enough of that. And so I, I love that uh, our, our mission trip to Mexico is we go to build three homes. Um, the, the, I think I heard today that the high schoolers themselves raised like $5,000? $5,500, yeah. yeah. Between like doing odd jobs Car and wash. selling donuts and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. That they, and that, there's something about that, that they're going to remember that for the rest of their life. And, this, and we haven't even gone on the trip yet. But then they'll, they'll be with, um, you know, an adult who does construction for a living and is helping to build a home, and they're maybe swinging a hammer for the first time. And uh, it's, just, it's just powerful. And then we all worship together in the evening, and uh, it's super valuable. I, I, I want to encourage more people next year when you hear when you hear that we're going to Mexico next year to build some homes, or maybe we're going somewhere else. I think we've got even an Africa trip yeah. in the works that we're thinking about. 
you're yeah you don't want to say anything planning, about that yet yeah we're not you're we're in the planning and we don't want to go ahead mm-hmm. but we but the the idea is is with this uh point of like even like the man there's one of the men who spent probably his entire life in construction mm-hmm. and like you say with yeah. the one that never swings a hammer mm-hmm. but I, but you have to see the beauty of the conversation that happened in the time where this man will come with take a high school kid and say hear how you do this yeah. you know i start doing this when i was mm-hmm. 12 to help and then you see this interaction yeah. ex- th- this exchange of experience mm-hmm. one has all the knowledge of how things works because of the internet the other one has the the whole experience yeah. how these things will work yeah. because i'm have i have done this enough mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll maybe wrap up here, but I, I just wanted to, I was just thinking of something. I was thinking of the, all the people at Church on the Hill. My girls are now 20 and 21, and then we've, we've raised for shorter amounts of time in six years uh, different um, foster kids. Um, but there are people at Church on the Hill that have contributed so much to that. Uh, there's a lot of them that have contributed to uh, my daughter's grace and faith. Um, but then I was just thinking of the the hill people. That's what I like to call Church of the Hill people. They're hill. They're hill people, mm. right? Is that that's not insulting, is it? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I'm second language. It they're hill people. It, yeah, it just sounds the people who lives on the hill. That's how I think of yeah. them. Yeah, maybe they play a banjo yeah. in their spare time. Like me, they might be missing a tooth. Yeah. No, <laughs> there there are a lot of hill people that have like. Like I don't know what I'd do without them. Like I mean, in the fostering, there are people that have just said, "Hey, can we give you time to have a date?" And I mean that that means the world to me. Like Hugh and Sandra Bauer, two of my favorite people in the whole world, elders at the church. Just like he's on the worship team, they lead life groups at times. They step into all kinds of ministries, and one of the things I love about them is uh, they ask about how I'm actually doing, mm-hmm. and then they remember what I said. Yeah. He can continue a conversation the next Sunday. Yep. Uh, if if I told you something about a foster kid that we're praying about, the next time he sees me, he's like, hey, I've been praying about that. How's, how's your little guy doing, or what's happening in his life? And, and that's the generation connecting that just means everything. Yeah. So you know, good, coming good from, job, Hill people. Coming from a third world country where um, the word individual mm-hmm. it it is it is different from the the co- the Western culture. Right. Where where we it's like you wake up in the morning, it is like what are we gonna do today? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? We're going to the movies. Mm-hmm. We're going so, and then in and I can't forget when um, Nadia Armstrong, when they ask her how do you do, she say I build my village yep. here, you know, and, and and I think that's that's the most important. That's what mm-hmm. we're trying as a family ministry. Yeah. This is why we do the Sunday the the family month. It is saying, right. see, it, it, I know it's a funny saying where people used to say how many people need to raise a children. Yeah, it takes a village. It takes a village. But it, and that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you will have your kid come home saying, 
things that he heard yeah. uh, learn, mm -hmm. my kid will come and say, I ate that green thing that looked like a tree yeah. in someone's house. It's so good. Yeah. And my wife will say, that's broccoli. I've been trying to feed I, you this yeah. for 10 years. 10 years. It's <laughs> like I have done all the recipe I could. Yeah. So I think that's where that's good. it's amazing. When we say the community, yeah. this, when you hear us in church saying this all the time, yeah. it's because this is this is what I'm saying. Armstrong's are another one, man. Building a community together, or kids. Like, yeah. It's like your kid will look to the next person on mm -hmm. front and see an adult with red, the, the hands raised, yep. and they want to raise their hands as you well. You want to see healthy generational ministry? Mm -hmm. Go go talk to the Armstrongs mm -hmm. and invite them yeah. into your, your village. Mm -hmm. All right, we better stop. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate oh, you, yeah. you joining us here on, on the pod. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of, a lot of feedback on calling people hill people. So, sorry, hill people. Yeah. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. All right. Uh, if this has been a blessing to you, then pass it on to somebody else. If not, bye. See you Sunday. See you.